pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn, top quality, lawn care company for Rhode Island, your best lawn ever guaranteed, and this is the best time to have it treated Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. My goodness, it is a stormy Wednesday. Heavy gusts. People are without power. Here we go again. Nor'easter hits last week of October. A lot of branches out, and there's been a lot of rain so uh without question there's a stormy wednesday the wind's gonna be around for a little while longer but a lot of the damage is uh, already been done folks there's a, a lot happening i want to bring up to speed especially as i've been talking about this race in virginia for the who's going to be the next governor of virginia now it should have been and it seemingly it was a decided race where terry mcauliffe was the democrat was seemingly in charge of the race but then as president biden started to fall so did his numbers so now you have the challenger and the challenger is glenn youngkin and he is really this is basically a dead heat i think he may have the momentum to pull this out but there's a good piece in the wall street journal the gop's virginia opening he puts the suburbs back in play as democrats leap left races for governor odd years really illuminate the national political scene but this year's showdown virginia could be an exception president biden won the state by 10 points last november terry mccall a very familiar face he was the governor 2014-2018 why is he running away with it but it seems to be a test for next year's midterms president trump out of office off twitter can republicans compete in suburbia again soccer moms get fed up with progressive excess in washington or their local area school boards or are voters still worried enough about Trump pushing all Republicans or punishing? Well, Glenn Youngkin has run a strong campaign in a state that's been moving left for years. So how is he doing it? Three years later, a big part of this has to do with suburban voters. Suburban voters swung away from the GOP because of a lot of soccer moms did not like the tone of President Trump kept swinging his democrat during the house in 2018 virginia republicans lost three competitive seats and they swung again in 2020 to send president trump out of office but now biden's in the white house he's following the progressives in congress they are promising to supersize taxes government spending even as inflation at its highest level in 13 years businesses let's face it folks still can't find workers retailers can't stock goods high gas prices empty shelves and they write do not make a happy suburbia but look at how there are still local stores that say they're closed because there's a worker shortage they can't get people to work so terry mcauliffe the democrat knows it's a problem as he said we're facing a lot of headwinds from washington president's unpopular today think of that phrase we're facing a lot of headwinds from washington president's unpopular today unfortunately here in virginia tried to make the election about vaccine mandates proxy war against the last president he's been called trumpkin calling his opponent trumpkin excuse me youngkin is no trump harvard mba former private equity executives talks of killing the state's 2.5 grocery tax do you remember that was something that link chafee always wanted and caught the political winds with anger at virginia public schools what we've seen over the last course the last 20 months school system refusing to engage with parents folks doesn't this sound familiar and it does as i've been telling you this could end up deciding the election the unhappiness runs from covid 19 school closures mask mandates to diluted admission standards arguments about critical race theory in the debate he raised the question of sexually explicit material in the library and McAuliffe's reply included this, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. 
It was a gaffe only because McAuliffe said in the public what he tells teacher unions in private. The challenge for Yunkin has been to triangulate between the Trump fans he needs and suburbanites he wins to win back. He says Biden was legitimately elected while also talking about ways to improve ballot integrity and restore public faith. By the way, that's not a bad strategy. Asked if he'd like Trump to campaign in the state, he sidestepped. Person's going to be campaigning for the next two weeks here is Glenn Youngkin. They write Trump isn't making this dance any easier. He recently dialed into a rally near Richmond, loudly endorsed Youngkin, and assailed the 2020 election, one of the most corrupt anywhere. <laughs> the event began with a pledge of allegiance directed toward an American flag. According to the MC, had been carried at the peaceful rally with President Trump on January 6th. <laughs> I don't know what was the point of that. Recent polls have the race tied which means Junkin has been gaining. Now, this is going to happen next Tuesday. If McAuliffe wins, Democrats will run against Trump all the way to next November because that's what they've been doing. Now, if McAuliffe loses or wins by a whisker, be warning Democrats, their left, leftward leap has put even a state trending left in play now that President Trump no longer the center of all political media attention. Folks, this is um, something to watch and something that you know, you, you do see that when in doubt, all they do is they start blaming and going after President Trump. But he's no longer in office. He's no longer at the White House. Right. It's President Biden, regardless of what you think or who you think, what happened in November. President Biden is in Washington, is in the White House. President Trump is not in Washington. So. The uh, But it is something to look at, especially closer to home, folks, as you have, you know, Republicans are definitely looking for some, you know, some path to get voters for for their candidates. Now, I believe a big problem, as I've said, and I'm not going to be redundant about it, but I believe a, a big part of the problem has to do with um, it's obviously, you know, the voter rolls. That's a big part of the problem in Rhode Island. And I know there are people listening right now, and I see people, and they say, I think Trump won Rhode Island. And I say to them, then you haven't been into Providence. You need to go in. You need to see the number of votes they can pull out of there. Um, a huge number of people. Should those people be on the voting rolls? Most, uh, most of them, no. There's thousands of people that have their name on the voter rolls who should not be on the voter rolls. Until that is corrected, you're going to continue to have this problem but i do i hear from people and i run into different people that tell me they think president trump won every single state i don't believe that um i think that you know a big problem with the elections is as i've said do i think there was i don't believe this business and nor has it been proven you know that there was a switch and it was a trump vote switch to biden vote i don't want to get into the whole thing um there were people that you know really don't have anything concrete they just mimic or parrot what they've been they've heard somewhere nothing really to back it up but if you if you do care about that a big big part of the problem it goes to the voter rolls and that's something that i'm just not convinced until that is corrected i just don't see the path to victory for a lot of the republican candidates so but the larger part is there are some distinct differences such as critical race theory what's being taught in the schools um and then obviously all the mask mandates and kids have to wear masks in schools there is a path to victory but only if the republicans are going to follow it all right a lot ahead on this stormy wednesday you're listening to the john DePietro show mega truck and trailer repair call them today mega 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for mega truck and trailer repair, whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call Mega Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, 
they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Fall, very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navient certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 99.95. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Joining me right now, he is a columnist for the Boston Globe, mainly focuses on Rhode Island, uh, but sometimes other topics like wrestling. Uh, but, folks, he is, uh, in fact, Dan McGowan. Dan, let's start off. Listen, that is um, that is huge news that the dunk is going to host this uh, this big event, and it is something that – it, it has tremendous following number of fans. Roll their eyes a little bit because you say, like, who cares about something, you know, you only liked when you were a kid. But the thing is, is that when you're getting one of their big events, this is like, this doesn't happen very often. I think I tweeted it's the first time in 13 years that they're going to get, you know, what is what you and I would know as a pay-per-view it's no longer the way that works because they're on the Peacock network. So it's a different kind of system, but uh, it's a big, big deal. I mean, the, the, you know, Providence is a, uh, you know, is considered kind of a second tier city for the ma- for all of the major like traveling, uh, you know, circus type uh, things, right. The, the globe trotters or wrestling or, you know, Disney on ice. It, it's, it's not Boston. It's not New York city. So for, Providence to get one of these it's a big deal and that I knew they were working on this behind the scenes I had heard a little bit and people know that I'm a little bit of a wrestling fan so uh you know I started to to get some word about it and yeah I think it's a really big deal and it's it's a sign that you're you know that that Dunkin Donuts Center is gonna really need a boost um you know as we're now coming out of COVID you know, you're going to get all the PC basketball this year, but you need some big events there. Um, you know, it, it helps with downtown. It helps get everybody to restaurants. So I think it is, you know, it's, it's, it's corny because people do, again, roll their eyes a little bit about wrestling, but this is a big deal for Providence and for the dunk. Hey, and listen, anytime that they can fill the dunk uh, and, and different crowd, by the way, different crowd that would be there yep. for certainly a PC game. I know Pete Bruins, they, you know, do okay, but certainly not something like this. But it's it's good for all the local restaurants. It just brings yep. the city alive, and it's a different crowd instead of just the PC crowd. So I'd say it's a win. And coming out of COVID, anything like that that brings people into the city and certainly fills that building, it's it's a positive. Uh, Dan McGowan, I want to start off. I think the, uh, the endorsement that you mentioned in Roadmap 
Grace Diaz, she was uh, she was a key person for you go back to the Chafee campaign 2010. Grace Diaz was instrumental in uh, in helping him secure a lot of votes. I, I think her endorsement, uh, I, I believe that 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 caught my attention. I think that carries a lot of weight. And I, I don't want to say I'm surprised because you don't know. She was with Governor McKee when he. Uh, you know, signed. He he even acknowledged her the fact uh, when he signed the the bill that uh, regardless of immigration status, you pay in state tuition rate. And, right. And she was involved with that. But um, I think that's a pretty significant endorsement that she's now going to uh, give this endorsement for the race for governor. I'm so glad you caught that because it, it is it, you're right. It's this is a very inside baseball thing. But you just nailed it. Grace Diaz, you know, longtime Providence uh, state representative. In fact, I think she might have been the first Dominican uh, woman or Dominican person elected to office in the United States. I think that's her. I think that's her calling card. Has endorsed Link Chafee for governor, endorsed Gina Raimondo over um, over, uh, Angel Angel Tavares, remember back in, in 14. And then, and then is is going to support Seth Magaziner for governor. It, you know, it's it's inside baseball, but here's where it matters. Seth Magaziner, you know, you, you don't get much more white than Seth Magaziner. Yeah. And here's a guy who's going to have you know a prominent Latina leader uh, from the South Side of Providence. This is Seth Magaziner's way of saying, you know what, I'm going to be a major player in Providence in that election. Um, remember, Dan McKee is, is somebody who has historically done very well uh, with Latino voters in Providence. And so this is a way for, I think, Seth Magaziner to say, you know what, I'm, I'm even coming for a little bit of uh, Dan McKee's kind of base in Providence. He, we know he's going to do well um, on the east side of Providence. He obviously, he's going to have a challenge with Helena folks, which we've talked about. But this is this is a, a move. And to, to use Helena folks actually as a good example here, you and I have talked about this in the last couple of weeks. You know, while she is kind of coming up to speed and trying to build the campaign, Seth Magaziner is going very hard to try to get a lot of that institutional support, yep. um, you know, in various communities. Getting somebody like Grace Diaz, look, she's got a machine. You know this. She's, she's very good at, you know, she, all, she always has an opponent and she always wins. When she runs, she knows how to win on the south side of Providence. And so, you know, being it, I think uh, she'll she'll enjoy his support, but but he's going to Seth Magaziner is going to really enjoy her support, I think, going forward. She is a power player. And and Dan McGowan, there's no other way to describe it, but she has been around more active in and frankly, in politics, in some ways, has been more successful than the current lieutenant governor in in sabina matos oh such a great point you're you're completely right here's the thing as long as i I mean and she's been she was elected long before i was you know became a reporter here but as long as i've been here every election cycle she always ends up with an opponent it's not like she's one of these politicians who you know who, who goes 20 years without ever having an opponent the thing is, it feels like she never has an opponent because she always wins 60-40 or, yeah. or you know, 70-30. So the, the, why is that important? It's because she actually knows what she, you know, she knows how to run, uh, you know, kind of these, these modern campaigns. It's not like, you know, the person whose name is very big, but actually all they offer is the endorsement. In this case, she, she has to work every election cycle. And so, you know, having her, you know, having kind of a ticket there and it won't be a real ticket, but you know what I mean? Uh, it, it really matters. That endorsement is more significant um, than, than most, particularly on the South side. And, and to compare it, you're right. to, to the Lieutenant governor, you know, Savina Matas had an opponent in 2018 and really kind of cruised pretty easily. Didn't have an opponent back in 14. So, you know, was not a, what um, was on the ballot and worked, but didn't quite have to work as hard. And I think that's the thing, you know, when you're somebody who has to run every year, every two years, um, I, I think she's, I think her endorsement matters a great deal. It, and she certainly knows, seem, seemingly knows how to pick winners. Uh, people want Absolutely. to look at that. So I think that's a big addition. Staying with that just for a moment, uh, you know, the Magazina campaign, Dan McGowan, can't be underestimated. 
you know, the big news of welcoming the new child. And Helena, folks, um, I don't know what to make of it. I know it wasn't a major story, but the fact that she will not release her tax returns, I, I think she's about to find out that for someone who has been wildly successful uh, in earnings, that that they I think she picked the wrong party because I think she's going to find out what it, whatever that tax return is, it's going to be problematic. And she's actually the Matt Brown crew and others. They, they're going to they're going to make her feel as if she did something, I believe, did something wrong by earning all that money. Now, I know that sounds preposterous. It wouldn't be a problem on the Republican side, but I, I'm not so sure about this candidacy. Yeah, she, I, I think she has a real challenge here, and, and you're right. It's a lot of these. I think you actually said this a week or two ago, and, and it was the smart. It was a smart kind of spot on point, which is like it, it, she's kind of got a little bit of that Mike Bloomberg problem, which yeah. is wildly successful as a business person. Yeah. But you know, does she understand what you know what the average person is you know is going through and, and is thinking about and. You know, on one hand, my my counter to that is has been, you know, look, she was somebody on the she was on the front lines as like the head of retail at CVS, so she does, you know, she has done a lot of the face to face kind of with the average person in line at the pharmacy kind of stuff. But you're right when you start to look at kind of the big, you know, a, big, a huge, massive salary, right, right, incomprehensible to most people in in the United States, let alone yes. in you know Providence, um, and you're right. You start to chip away. This is one of those things where she's going to release her tax returns, but she's going to get no attention for it when she does. And there's your problem, right? The the initial headline is, you know, something nefarious. She's hiding something. Um, and you're right. You know, on the Democratic Party side, where you're going to have Matt Brown trying to really push this far to the left. And by the way, all the other candidates are going to do this too. Even for years, Dan McKee was always reluctant to, um, to, to release his uh, tax returns. And he, even he does it now. So you're in a situation where all of these guys are going to say, wait, what do you have to hide? She's getting off to a, to a very rocky start. It's obviously very early. It's, it's very easy as somebody who, who, you know, is a true millionaire to be able to, you know, to certainly start to build name recognition, but it's a rough start for her. And the longer this goes, I mean, now, John, it's been three weeks since she announced, hasn't done any major interview, hasn't really been out there at all, uh, you know, only kind of responds to things via social media. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you've got a new campaign manager who, who seemingly has a fair, fairly good track record, but, you know, you're, you're only as good as what your candidate will tell you, right? You're, you're, everybody's kind of learning on the fly right now um and so you know may, my guess would be what they're what 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 supporters of helena folks are going to say is just wait when she raises you know a million dollars in the fourth quarter of 2021 and you know really gets going next year uh no one's going to remember any of these little things but yeah i mean the the other democrats in this race are going to do everything they can to remind voters about all of these little things Yes. And one thing about Mike, Mike Bloomberg, which was, I mean, he had run and won elections as the mayor of New York. Granted, he started off as a Republican, then became an independent. But this is someone that's never run before. It's like we said, it's it's not a job interview. They don't you know, voters don't always select. This is the most qualified person. It's that's right. It's all how it comes together. And, you know, a prominent member of, of her party who was AOC, you know, wore the famous Met Gala dress, tax the rich yeah. and. You know, I just don't know the state has ever seen anyone with uh, with this type of wealth uh, seek office at a time that the party seems to be almost, you know, kind of like an, an anti wealthy uh, attitude. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro show. It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, 
which is AKA sleep at home drivers. Maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to touch on your uh, column that you wrote. She may be Providence's next mayor. She'd probably learn her name. It's Providence Councilwoman Nerva. And am I pronouncing it right? La Fortune? La Fortune, you got Nerva. Okay. Is the Nerva instead That's of right. Nerva is the difference. Nerva. Okay. Yeah. Um, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I will. Um, uh, yeah, I, I forgot we, we were off last week so we didn't get to talk uh this is the, one of the more interesting uh parts of that providence mayoral race and we've known for a while you're gonna have four candidates who are very serious in that race at least four but four that we know brett smiley uh michael solomon gonzalo cuervo and then this providence city councilwoman nirva lafortune now nirva lafortune isn't the big household name to people who are listening to you and i speak but She's from that same Senate district that we were just talking about in the last segment. Um, you know, she's from the east side of Providence, uh, got more votes than anybody on the Providence City Council in the last election in 2018. She got somewhere around 4,000 votes herself. Um, you know, is very popular in that community. She has the chance to be the first female mayor, the chance to be the first black mayor, which, uh, as you know, this plays very, very much in a, in a very liberal city. Um, and she's going to be, I think, a very serious threat. And at the very least, she's a major problem for Brett Smiley because they're pulling from kind of the same voters over there on the east side. The thing is, there are so many votes over there that if you could, let's say they, those two were to split the east side in some way, there's still a path to victory for both of them you know, throughout the rest of the city. And Nirvana Fortune is someone to, to pay close attention to. She's probably... I think it's fair to say the most progressive candidate in the race. She will not be a political cooperative candidate though. She's not in that crowd, but I think she's probably the most left leaning. She's been somewhat critical of the police. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, I think some of the public employee unions will be uh, pushing back against her candidacy, but she's going to be a real factor in the race. And in fact, I'm a little surprised that she hasn't almost caught on even more because again those narratives first black mayor first female mayor while a lot of people might roll their eyes at that it, it does matter we're just seeing it play out in the boston mayoral race uh you know just just up uh, north of us these things you know sometimes that stuff matters even more than some of the issues uh and so i think she's going to be a real factor and by jumping in the race um uh, you know formally or officially now she's going to kind of unload on fundraising she's going to need to really kind of staff up and, and, and get up on the issues. But I think she's going to be a factor for the, for the next year. Uh, folks, so speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, Dan, going back to the Matt Brown co-op collaborative, which I, I like it is, it's a civil war within the Democrat party, but what are your thoughts on, and, and what are you hearing about two of the candidates that basically got knocked off? They went back through some of their social media posts and, uh, and then the collaborative had to kind of step away. And I, I get, you get the feeling that, you know, different people are going through all of these former the social media posts of, of some of these individuals. But well, what, what, what do you think of that? You you just said something. I don't even think you might you might have known you said it. And it was exactly right. Too many people are framing this as a progressive civil war. This is a Democratic Party civil yes. war. Um, yep. and, and here's your best example, you know, your, your best reason why. Uh, to your point, who's going through all of all these candidates and their social media posts? Who's doing what we call opposition research? Right. It's not. It's not the Republican Party. No. Right? It is the the establishment Democrats who are doing yep. this. Where do you think these leaks are coming from? Um, right. You know, I would say if on the political cooperative, look, you, you know, you, you made a big slash last year. You now have made a big slash with a candidate for governor, a candidate for lieutenant governor. You know, you got to button your stuff up, right? You, you, you're, you're a serious organization now. 
And so, you know, you got to vet your candidates. They did, a, I think, a pretty poor job. I think they became really uh, obsessed with, wow, we, you know, we have a chance to, t- to take over the Senate. So let's run against a few Democrats who are, you know, wishy-washy on the issues. Uh, Dawn Oyer in Newport, you know, they're considering running against Josh Miller in Cranston. These are people who normally, I mean, John, you know, Josh Miller, you, you would yeah. probably say he's a socialist in some Absolutely. cases. And he so is. the idea that he, that he's not progressive enough, wow. um, I, I think it, I think it makes a lot of people within the party very frustrated because they're saying, wait, you're, you know, you're taking on our good candidates or our, our good incumbents. But it's it's real because what you have here is you've got these far left political cooperative folks. Then you have another you know group of people very far to the left, the Aaron Regenbergs of the world, you know, who are not kind of in with that club. They've got their own sort of views on the world. And then you have you know the the establishment Democratic Party who you know obviously still has lots of power, all the power when it comes to the state house. Uh, and they're sitting there kind of shaking in their boots because they don't know what to think of what's happening. So I, it's a it's a civil war within the party broadly, not just among, you know, a handful of progressive, you know, young progressive activists. It's it's bigger than that. Before we go to the break, what, what's your what do you think the thoughts of whether Kikoi McCoy or Sakachi or or even uh, Dan McKee, for that matter? But what uh, Dan McGowan, what are their thoughts on Matt Brown? Oh, I think they're very frustrated. I mean, you're seeing, yeah. obviously, you know, Kate Coyne McCoy, I think a couple of weeks ago, had a big, you know, very critical statement about uh, Matt Brown getting in the race. You know, part of it is they don't know how to handle it. And if you're somebody, use Joe Shikarchi as a great example, right? How he rises to become the House Speaker is, is arguably, probably inarguably, the, the most powerful politician in the state of Rhode Island. And here's a guy who, who has been in politics virtually his entire adult life right and he's seen how the system you know is in his eyes supposed to work in his case it worked really well right you worked your way up through local politics you were on campaigns you became a successful lawyer boom you ran for office now you're the speaker of the house and he's saying wait a minute all these people are popping up i don't even know who they don't come to our events you know they're 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 not from here they all went to brown and i think it i think it really throws them off and the thing that throws them off the most is the young people, the, the progressive, these progressive candidates, they have nothing but time. They knock doors, yeah. they work hard, right. they volunteer. They don't, you know, a lot of people are, are really uh, concerned about the, the finances of the, of the political cooperative and everybody wants to know, you know, where are they getting their money from? The thing is, and that's a legitimate question, but the thing is the number of volunteers who just want to hold a sign or, you know, chain themselves to a door. These people aren't getting paid for that necessarily. No. They're, they just love this. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's a never ending, um, you know, barrage of them. They just continue to come every year. A new group pops up at Brown. Uh, and so I, they're going to be a factor and they're getting more sophisticated when it comes to the, to the local campaigns. And so, yeah, if you're, if you're the establishment here in the state, I think you have real challenges. You know, there's a part of me that wants to say this should open up a, you know, a, a conversation with the Republican Party to say, hey, yes. you know, this is an opening, right? This is the classic, uh, the Buddy Sancy, how Buddy Sancy became the mayor, right? Democrats right. split, he becomes the mayor. Um, the thing is, is, you're just not quite seeing that organization really come together, at least not yet. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401 401- 6880517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brothers disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brothers disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal four zero one 
6880517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, and one of your colleagues had a very impactful piece about uh, the fact that sometimes people become homeless, escaping problems, domestic problems, abusive relationships. And the specific individual that she um, did the story on, boy, that that really rocketed. And then I, I believe a GoFundMe was set up for this woman. And it's just one of those pieces that really seemed to cut through and resonate with people. Yeah, it's one of those things that shows you the power, I think, of of local journalism. Yes. And you, you, John, have over the years have done have been able to do this on any number of major issues, right? Times where something that you think is either wrong or, you know, you just hear a story and you say, like, let's help this person. Um, you know, I, I think my colleague, Alexa Gagas, is fantastic, you know, went into this thinking, oh, there's a really interesting story here to tell, you know, person who has had some struggles uh, you know, ends up, ends up, uh, you know, having to move out of a, a home and has a child and, you know, bounces around, oh, there's a compelling story there. How is, you know, how has the pandemic affected this, all those kind of things. And it really did take off. I think she's raised thousands and thousands of dollars now, um, you know, through, like you said, a GoFundMe. You'll also get the attention of a lot of the social service, you know, organizations yes. who say, wait a minute, we can help here. Let's, you know, let's make this work. The, the sad thing, I think, is that it, unfortunately, for the one story that gets told, right, there's any number of stories where people don't want to come forward or, or, or are out there. You, you kind of would wish that there would be, you know, a better system in place to make sure folks were getting taken care of. But it is, it's, it's always nice to see, you know, when you do a story, it resonates and then it actually can help, uh, you know, a family in need. Um, so kudos to her for, for, for putting that story together. Now, Mayor Laws is going to have another challenge, though, with this homeless encampment. I was covering a shooting on Broad Street not long ago, and some of the people that were staying at the the Wilson homeless encampment, they they were actually watching the live feed and came over and said hello, and then they went back. But, you know, you're going to see more of this. These people, that they, they, they live outside. They have tents. They set up kind of, you know, it's like a camp almost, and... Now, you know, November 1st is coming up. They get a lot of attention when they want them to get out of there. There's um, Dan McGowan, the, the number of homeless, uh, the shelters are full, winter's approaching. The, this is going to be a challenge for not only Mayor Lawrence, but Governor McKee, all the elected officials over these next few months. Yeah, I, I think you're you're exactly right about it. Boy. This is why, uh, you know, whether you like a Lord, Mayor Lorza or not, the mayor's job in Providence is just, it is every day some new crisis, right? Yeah. Because you probably didn't begin your month, let's say October 1st and think, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I think at the time I'm considering running for governor and, or maybe just out and I want to get my priorities straight. We've got all this money. And then, oh my God, I'm going to have a, you know, a, a crisis with a homeless encampment. I'm going to have a, a, you know, a, bike lane controversy like the, the things that get flown that thrown at the mayor of providence it doesn't matter who the mayor is um you know it it, it just it, it's constant it's a constant incoming fire so to speak uh and you're right this is going to be a challenge you know the only thing that stops i think places in the northeast providence boston's of the world you know from being like a san francisco or a seattle um, is our weather right? We, 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 you know, when, once it gets very cold, it's it is very hard to, um, you know, to remain outside. And oftentimes we see an undercount, right? Because you the, the way these the way these you know organizations count homeless people, it's not the most scientific, you know, effort ever, right? It's literally you go out and you count people you find on the streets at night, uh, and, and you know they have they have be better systems for it, but it is generally that's how you do it. And you're seeing it and you're, you're seeing more kind of folks uh, in those situations, I think, in some ways kind of band together. It's why you see like these encampments more so than just, you know, a, a person sleeping on the steps of City Hall, which, which you certainly see plenty of as well. Uh, you know, the, the hard part of this is, is it, it, it's a, you know, it's a multi, it, it's obviously multidimensional in terms of how to fix it. And, you know, a big part of it is 
you go and my colleagues in Boston have covered this with the, with the mass and cast situation up there. Um, you know, you go to people and you say, Hey, we can help you. We can, you know, we can get you a bed in a shelter. We could probably get you into detox if you've got a drug problem or an alcohol problem. Um, you know, we might even be able to find you a job and you get a lot of folks who are very resistant, right? Don't yeah. want to do this. They've kind of no. given up. Um, and so that's the thing is there are a lot of services out there to, to help people. But when you, when you, when you see people who are a little bit more resistant to it, um, you know, you're, it's really hard to do this. And then you end up in these situations where I think the mayor's explanation for kind of the, the destroying of the, or the, the, you know, taking down of the encampment was, look, (laughs) there are lots of things that we need to do here, but one option is not letting more people, you know, live here. Uh, I think that was kind of how he put it. And, and that is, that, that's the problem is, you know, you, you start to, things become open air drug markets, you get all kinds of problems. And I, I think that they want to address it. There is money out there to address it, right? When you have a billion dollars at the state level, when you have a couple of hundred million in Providence, you could throw a few million at this and try to, you know, figure it out. But, um, you know, it, it, it's going to take more than just that money. It's going to take more than just the will of, I think, our politicians. They're going to really have to work hard um, to get people off the streets because, it could be a, a really difficult winter. And then by the way, even if you get people off in the winter, spring's only right around the corner anyway. Right. And Dan McGowan, you know, I, I feel bad for the people that live on the street near, let's just say use this one as an example, because you know, they say there's there's loud at night they had loud at night. Sometimes there's there's problems with uh, fighting or you know, the language and other people show up there. But the last one, um there was a guy who was sympathetic, I think, and he was letting many of them use, you know, his shower and bathroom at the house. And so, you know, the mayor is is he he does. These are people that are trying to live in a neighborhood and they are homeowners or renters. And you, you can't just say, you know, well, you have to put up with the noise because then it's it's really it, and it's not it's not fair to them. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm as compassionate as as anybody on, on this stuff. Right. I hate to see this kind of you know, anybody living on the streets, anybody in this kind of like despair, but you're, you're absolutely right. If you're, uh, you know, living in a, in a, essentially a neighborhood and let's say you've got kids, right? Like kids still do go out to kind of play, right? Yes. You can't have kids, you know, potentially stepping on needles and, yeah. you know, just even coming close to, you know, what's going on. Cause you, you, unfortunately, while we, we often like to, paint everybody who is who is homeless as you know oh they're completely down in their luck and everybody must have a story to some degree i believe that but you all you know if you get somebody who's who's you know on meth or somebody who's you know you you get crime right and god forbid a kid gets hurt or or you know something like that happens um and and, you know all these neighborhoods you have to deal with car break-ins and all these other things so uh, I completely understand. I, I do not think that a, you know, if you're, if you live in that area over, uh, you know, around Wilson street, you, you know, you're not a, a cold hearted person for being concerned about this and you need your, this is where, you know, it, it is true. The mayor was right about this. Sometimes you do have to make these tough decisions because you can't let everybody just, you know, come here and, and live and, 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 and essentially just, dis, you know, really disrupts the, the lives of, of everybody around them. But in one last note on this, the people that I talk to, they seem fine. They just, they don't want to live in the shelter. They have their tents. They feel they don't bother anyone. You know, they, they just kind of, you know, it's not that bad. It's not great, but they don't, they kind of like the freedom. They go and get their coffee. They know where they can get food. They know where they can shower. One woman said I, she even knows where you can get her nails done. It's it's not it's not high living. It's not Blackstone Boulevard, but as you say, the good weather, that's not it's not that bad. Well that and there's <laughs> where you're there's where you're this is where though the, the and this is where the politicians do have to step up. And you've seen it, you know, I think Councilman Narducci got got criticized a he lot did. for yeah. you know, for wanting to do this. But you know, you you sometimes do need kind of the reasonable voice in the room to come in and say, hey, th- this just can't happen. Now, again, 
is it true that the shelters are are very difficult to live in? Of course it is true. Like that, there is no doubt about that. But you're right. You can't. And, and unfortunately, I think John, you and I both know that that the even for folks who you know seem to be doing okay or seem to like it, usually the problem behind it is a heroin addiction or yeah. you know some sort of major problem. And you you know you're gonna have more overdoses. You're gonna have more crime when these things happen. So while you know it's it, kind of makes you scratch your head you also think like these people need help um and the help is not letting them you know set up set up camp wherever they want <laughs> folks as you heard me mention it's just funny the way you say that but it's true and on the wet one last note on this on the west coast these things aren't going away like the weather's better that people yeah. know where they can shower i mean it's it's, it's yeah, not my, like my, a for a week it's starting to become this is where they live this is the, this is what the, happens yeah this is the lifestyle my, well i'll tell you my my older sister actually works in this field she's she's a you know a, a director at a major nonprofit that deals directly with homelessness in seattle and it's right front line ground wow. zero for for this and you're exactly right i mean you go to seattle i was out there a couple of years ago and you know main streets forget the forget like oh, setting yeah. up an encampment off you know off site that we're talking on you know main roads it looks more like what you see in kind of new york yeah. uh, but you know all over seattle and seattle has bad weather but la san francisco the warmer places um it's really taking over blocks in many ways um folks you hear me mention it each day i start off by reading roadmap it's an email i get and uh, Dan McGowan sends it, and it's filled with all the top stories. Here's what's going on today. Here are links to various stories of what happened. I always pick up things, little nuggets also, like the endorsement I mentioned. And Dan McGowan, for everyone that's listening right now, if you'd be so kind to make that offer to them. Sure, and every week, thank you so much for letting me do this, because every <laughs> single week we get so many people who are like, I heard John, John, let's, let's sign me up. And, and so we do it every week. Simplest thing you can do. You don't have to click anything. Just send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com. rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is if it's blank. I'll sign you up right away and you'll start getting a roadmap first thing tomorrow morning. You get it Monday, Monday through Friday, uh, except on holidays and usually before 8 a.m. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dean, great job as always. Keep up the uh, good work and we'll talk to you again. Talk to you next week, John. Thanks. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Give them a call today. Free estimate 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. A licensed and insured contracting company, hey, they'll meet their clients' needs no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Reach out to J. Perry Paving. Get a free quote. And remember, no one's better for veterans, two veterans, than J. Perry Paving. If you are a veteran or related to one, have them give them a call. They may do their driveway for them. 401 732-1730. Find them on Facebook, and then the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break, log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a, a button that says Contact John. You can also support the program. You, you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at DePetro.com, and it's all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, so you can watch Facebook Live, or also Twitter or YouTube or Instagram. So take a minute. And then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's depetro.com. Fall is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. 
R.E. Coogan & Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable residential services. From winter to summer, train technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, call RE Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook and then the website, recooganheating.com. Call now. Keep your home nice and warm. Gas, oil burners, 24 emergency service, RE Coogan and Heating, 401 732 You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Check out the website, dePietro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 were you in an auto accident someone damaged your vehicle folks it can happen whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. MEGA Logistics, M-E-G-A. Call them today. 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently. Whether you have freight, freight, goods, Third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300 for MEGA Logistics. 